Hello and welcome to another Movie Roast. I'm your host, Scott, and you can find me on Twitter at XHorseNX. And I'm here with Mike, you can find on Twitter at Review and Roast. You can find our Facebook at Facebook.com slash Review and Roast and all of our podcasts at Podcast.com. Yep. <laughs> at ComicRoast.com. Uh, today, we are here to talk to you about uh, a little movie <laughs> called Ant-Man and the Wasp. No? Not no. funny? No. So apparently I'm not funny, but uh, let's talk about this movie. Um, as Scott Lang balances being both a superhero and a father, Hope Van Dyke and Dr. Hank Pym present an urgent new mission that finds the Ant-Man fighting alongside the Wasp to uncover secrets from their past. I feel like, yeah. It should be as Scott Lang balances being a convict and a father. Right. Being on house arrest. Yeah. Being an inmate in his own home. Yeah. Uh, It it also makes the movie sound, um, I don't want to say more exciting, but um, like a a pressing mission to like save the universe when it's really just Hank Pym trying to find his wife that he lost. 30 years ago when she went. Yeah, so the gist of it quantum. is... She went plaid. Right, so the gist of it is after after the whole uh, Civil War thing, Scott has been under house arrest for a couple of years. That's, that's sort of the explanation of where he's been during Infinity War and what have you. Um, and <clears throat> in the meantime, that also put Hank and... Um, Hope. Uh, Hope, Hope, the Wasp, put them also in the same category as Scott because they used Hank's, or I'm sorry, Paul Rudd is using let's Dr. Pym's suit, so therefore he's guilty by association. So they've been on the run for two years, Hope and Pym. So in that time, they decided, well, Michael Douglas, Pym decided, well, if he came back from the quantum realm, she can come back from the quantum realm. So that's where the mission all starts up and all this stuff. So it's pretty it's a pretty good way to have him have been removed from the picture and now back into the picture, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. For the most part. Although, you know, with house arrest possibly being over after this movie, there's still the three years of probation that come after it. So Right. Yeah, I mean you can still do stuff. I mean you can leave. You can leave. So that's good news. But it's pretty easy to spot the 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 ten story Ant Man. Yeah, but I uh, can't actually prove it if he doesn't take his helmet off. Could be anybody. This is true as well. It's probably me. Anonymity. Anyways, so that's where the movie kind of kicks off with um, uh, Scott Lang hanging out with his kid at his house on house arrest. His relationship with his ex wife and his hu- and her husband is now let's say mended. Because they know he's a hero, blah, blah, blah. So everyone's kind of happy together, even though he's on house arrest. Um, he's bored out of his mind, trying to entertain his kid. Uh, Pretty his... well job of that. I, I oh, yeah, no, so no. The, the, the whole, uh, <laughs> they do a little bit of magic in this. And by magic, I mean, like, card tricks, not Doctor Strange. And it's actually pretty funny. A lot of the scenes are, there's there's a lot of good comedy in this where you, you almost don't see it coming. I mean, you know the players, but... Um, well, I was good. talking about like the the man made like ant tunnel with oh, the yeah, slide yeah, right. going down the stairs and yeah. stuff. 
Well, he's got nothing but time and opportunity. Yeah, at right. The house. Well, plus he's still running uh, the. Well, they started the, the security new, business. The new security business. And he's kind of running things, but he's got to run it from the house while everyone else is at the office. Right. Correct. Yep. Yeah, sipping my coffee. Hold on. Um, so yeah, basically, I mean, that's about the gist of it. But then you know, you 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 learn that uh, a couple of Hank Pym's old associates slash partners, you know, because they they go to one of them for help, who turns out to uh, it's Lawrence Fishburne, who's just fucking awesome. Um, Man, you just skipped like the third, the last third of the movie. Uh, not really. They went to him. Not really. Well, I was I was leading that up to first. They go to Birch, played by Goggins. Well, yeah, but they're not old associates. He's just a black market parts dealer, I guess you could say. For you know, and they've been getting the parts to build their machine to open the gates to the quantum world to look for his wife, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. But that was where I was kind of going with this. Was you know, you you learn then when they finally go to meet him for the final part that there's another player in the game. Um. Played by Hannah John Kamen, mm-hmm. and uh, it is Ava slash the Ghost, or just Ghost. They don't right, but she shows up the ghost. during the first meeting. Right, she shows, right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Right, I was going to explain where she came from first, but eh, it doesn't matter. Uh, she basically can phase in and out, I guess, of uh, a quantum state, maybe? Yeah. So, you know, when people go to punch her she's, or shoot her... She's quantum she, entangled from her exposure to a quantum uh, experiment. machine's experiment gone wrong. Yes. From one of his old colleagues. Right. A different one. Right. Not, Not Lawrence Fishburne. Right. Which was something that I didn't catch right away. Because they didn't really do a great job of explaining whose dad was his dad, her dad. You know what I mean? Uh, well, once At, they when they first started throwing stuff around, she just kept saying "my father" and hanging out with Lawrence Fishburne, which made it very seemingly that he was protecting his own daughter, but he's not. He's protecting another person's daughter, right? For lack of a better way to put it. And on top of that, um, like I mentioned to you, I'm not sure if this my 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 19 my late 1980s uh, Iron Man is a little rusty. But I'm not sure if this ghost is supposed to be related to his common enemy ghost from back then. And I don't know how much Ant-Man crossover, because to be honest, I haven't read a lot of Ant-Man books. So I'm interested to know if they're they're one and the same ghost. The, the properties are very similar, because that's exactly what the Iron Man's enemy ghost does. Sounds like it's probably the same then. Yeah, it's, it's mostly, and it actually looks very similar, like... Kind of a great suit. suit is dope. No, yeah, the the suit's obviously better than the one they drew in the night. Actually, the one from the eighties. I'll, I'll I ha- I do have a couple comics. I know that he's on the cover fighting Iron Man with. I'll grab him because it's actually yeah this yeah she looks amazing. Uh, the suit's super cool. So yeah. Well, what threw me the most was uh, as much as I liked the first Ant Man movie. I haven't really watched it since we saw it in the oh. theater because I just for some reason I don't own it, and it's like I don't have cable, so it's like it's never on TV, and I just never got around to getting. What well, doesn't matter, but I have been following most of the Ant Man comics for the last couple of years, and in the comics, his daughter is a teenager, mm-hmm. and it just totally just 
caught me off guard a little bit when the movie started and he's hanging out with like a seven year old. You know, I was oh. like, uh, wait a minute, like that. Yeah, but in the first movie, she's still young too. I know, but I don't remember. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because in the comics, like she's older and like one of his uh, his enemies like literally kidnapped her and like did heart surgery on her to save himself and you know mm-hmm. they had to like save her life kind of. So it's just. That, to me, is a more interesting storyline than, hey, we're all shooting for the same thing, but let's fight each other anyway, you know, like this movie kind of was. Yeah. Which was kind of my biggest, I don't want to say issue, because the movie was good. Yeah, but I mean, I you're hung up on it, and, like, every movie could literally be solved in the beginning by a simple conversation. I mean, that's Not every kind of, movie, but... Justice League? Batman vs. Superman? Well, that once they found out they had I mean, their I mean, mother shared name. Yeah, was, but but yeah, buddy, I mean, almost kind of. every Marvel movie, you know what I'm saying? Like Civil War. Yeah, you're not going to sit down you and have I mean? a conversation with Thanos. You yeah, know what I mean? I get it. I didn't say Infinity War. I said Civil War. My point being that 80 percent of any movie could literally be let's work it out. You, you know what I'm saying? I know. I feel like this one was more blatant though, because like literally Hank's trying to get to the quantum world and ghost. Yeah. Is but trying he never to told her to... that he could know. possibly fix her. And she doesn't really give a shit. Right. But she just wants to steal Mr. Fishburne quantum energy did say they could probably fix you because she's brilliant. Right. But she, and she's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, let's go kidnap. Because the kid. she couldn't at that point. She knows at that point it's too late you know what i mean at that point she had already she's got days left right. now yeah exactly on the well, time i mean i get it so i get it so i mean yeah i i guess but realistically if if every every there's just too many plots that could be solved by let's work it out you know what i mean i know it really is i'm just saying um and, and you can't have goggins i mean you could i get your point about maybe having him like a claw type character but it wouldn't be as exciting. You know what I mean? It's only exciting to have crime bosses as the enemy in, in like, street-level shit, like Luke Cage and Daredevil and stuff like that, to me. I, I think I don't think they're ever going to do that in a big-screen movie. Oh, you never know. Have, no. have, have a villain be not something. You, right. You know? No, I no, I get that. I get that. Um, so, anywho, back to, I guess, uh, some of the main stuff of the movie. Um you know, one of the, one of the coolest parts about the first one was all uh, like the miniature battles and stuff. You know, oh yeah, right. Where right, they're like right. fighting in the kids' room and they're throwing around like you know, they're Hot Wheels, but they're throwing around cars. But then they pan out and you see a little Hot Wheels go yeah. rolling Blink. across the floor or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so in this movie, um, in order to There's elude nowhere near that, yeah, they're, they don't do it nowhere near as much. But in order to elude the FBI, Hank Pym and Hope. Um, use the PIM technology for everything. Like, literally, their office building, they shrink right. it down, he pulls it out, and it's on wheels. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a Hot Wheels Yeah, the big air duct on the top actually pulls out as a as a luggage dragger. Yeah, you it's, know? it's kind of funny. And mm-hmm. then, like, the all the miniature cars that have the lever inside, they go from small to big. Right. That was super creative, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they didn't have a mini enemy in this one, so you couldn't get those sweet mini scenes. Yeah. But they... I think they made a great use of going large and going small quickly during battle. With the wasp, yes. Yeah, I mean, she was, yeah. There's the one scene where she's in the car. She, like, jumps out the window, goes big or whatever, then kicks the glass in as she's going small. To like, yeah, she. They really, uh, they really did a really good job of the, the, the creativeness of the fight scenes. Where you're able to go large, go small, and when the when the two of them <laughs> fought together, 
Uh, yeah, there was the, the effects and action sequences were actually, I think, better than the first movie. The first movie, they were, I'll say, funnier. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't mean that in a bad way either. Uh, they were they were just more more funny, more funnier. But um, either way, in this one, it was a lot more action packed. Yes, the fighting was way better in this one. The only thing that really kind of I don't want to say annoyed, but. Uh, to me, it was a little bit lame that, uh, you know, you got the movie Ant-Man and the Wasp. And the Wasp did majority of the shit because Ant-Man's suit was a prototype that malfunctioned literally every time he needed to use it. Which kind of got old after a while. Yeah, after after a couple of minutes. But but it did lead to one of the funniest scenes in the movie. Well, that depends which one. When they went to the school and he got stuck in medium that, size. Okay, yeah, that was funny. That was, But that's like... Uh, I don't want to say gimmicky, but that's like the shirt cock from Deadpool, Deadpool 2, you know? Like, yeah, it was bit. funny, but, you know. Uh, but, yeah, no, that was, uh, well, here's a lost and found. Yeah, no, it was, uh, yeah, but I think I think the whole point was to get her more front and center. I hope, I hope, because, because I really hope in, they in, use her more. in the comics, the Wasp is actually a more important figure than Ant-Man half the time. You know what I mean? She's She's more of a general leader, blah, blah, blah. So who really cares? You know, but but I think know, they just really wanted to push her, not not push her, but like you know she's good too. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, and that's the thing too. Like, uh, I mean, you can you can kind of tell too because like even in the movie, uh, you know, Scott Lang is he he's good at what he does, but he's a, he's a complete goofball. Right. You know what I mean? Whereas Hope slash the Wasp is she's more serious. She's yeah. She's, more, she's normally all business. Yeah. Which kind of would. And he's more like, ah, oh, we'll probably be all right. Yeah, we're gonna yeah, be, right. Yeah. You know, and uh, should we talk about some little, little Michael Pena action? Oh, I mean, if you even okay, so here, there's two ways you can look at this. If in the first <coughs> Ant Man, Michael Pena annoyed you, you're going to probably hate every scene he's in in this movie. If in the first movie, Michael Pena, you found him hilarious, every scene he's in in this movie is going to be the best scene you've ever seen in your life. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty much, fair to say. Yeah. Like, either you probably love him or hate him. I actually love the dude. And he is out of control hilarious in this one. So uh, just a real quick teaser of it. So story time with Michael Pena. This oh time he gets God. hit with the truth serum. So I don't even think I need to really it's explain it. not a truth it. serum. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> the, yeah, they'll get to that too. But he gets hit with it. And he gets to he gets to Gabin, and it's honestly I thought it was funnier than the first one by a lot. Every scene he was in, I thought was funnier than the first one by like a lot. Yeah. So I, I, we can just leave it there if we want. I I couldn't even recreate the stories if I wanted to. They were I I was too busy laughing half the time. Yeah. No, he was uh, he crushed it as and just regular uh, even in scenes where he's not storytelling with Pena or Luis, but um. Even just regular scenes that he's in just conversationally with other characters that, you know, there's there's real stuff going on right now. And this guy's like, yeah, like, but what about this? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. It's just he was just so uh, funny and naive throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Excited. Uh, by, but like a kid in a candy store. You know what I mean? You know what it I mean? was. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was really good. Well, because while mainly, uh, you know, him and uh, Scott Lang are partners in their business. And right. Scott being and technically Luis is the boss. Yeah, Luis is know. the one running the show mm-hmm. from the office, and you know he's the one. I guess you could say in the trenches. Yeah. Uh, so you know he's trying to. Keep yeah, Luis this is like the business, business, the business water and, uh, runner and 
Scott Lang's the brains. Who told you to get sugar? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, they, they bring out like a, a box of half-eaten enemas. He's like, whoa, whoa, with the fancy cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Why you bring out the fancy pastries? <laughs> uh, let's see. What have yeah, we no, there was on? so much stuff. Yeah, so much, a lot of good stuff in there. Um, Yet again, I love the fact, well, all right, so uh, real quick, speaking of Thanos in the Infinity War, this isn't as much of an Infinity War counterpart as all the Facebook posts and all the stuff would suggest it to be. So they don't allude to Infinity War until the very end of the movie. Right. So it's not that this has happened. This 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 Infinity War did not happen before this movie. They're happening at the same time. They're 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 coinciding basically, right, correct. So that that's all we can leave it there. Um, another good thing is yet again um they didn't yeah i never mind i don't want to i don't know if i should i get i don't know can hint, we spoil it hint what are you trying to get at here? ghost didn't die oh yeah i mean people didn't, didn't i don't think anyone really thought she would why they kill every villain ever she's not super duper like a villain though she's just no she's a villain like straight up well not really because uh, she even explained she got her start as an yeah, assassin. Yeah, but she did so much stuff the fucking that they're not going to like just mean? let her go. You know what I'm saying? She so, did a lot of Anyways, the point maybe. is, um, yeah. She'll just phase right out of A lot of people shit. say Killmonger wasn't the bad guy either. But there you go. A lot, he, of people say, you know uh, I mean? a lot of people say Danielson is the bad guy, and I agree. He, he is. is. He's a piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> the point being is that uh, I don't know if they're if, if they've been listening to our podcast or not. Um, and finally decided to stop killing everybody off, but it's about time. You, you know, obviously yeah. they weren't going to kill Thanos because we need part two. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't mind the occasional we got to get rid of some baddies or whatever. But lock them up. You know, in in the in the comics, you know, the Mandarin's been alive for eighty two years. You, you know what I mean? We don't have to kill everybody in well, every movie. In the movie, the the Mandarin was almost made into a joke. Well, and the, well, yeah, no, I I know that. But what I'm saying is, you know, uh, uh, Killmonger, who was a fantastic villain, is now no longer available to you. Yeah, that was that was a poor choice. Look what they did with Loki by not killing him right away. Actually, they did kill him, and brought him back. But whatever, you know what I mean. You were able to utilize the these bad guys quite often. Yeah. Because in the comics, a lot of times, man, there's a lot of, like, the enemy of my enemy. Yeah. So well, here's the thing, dude. The Batman's been fighting the Joker <laughs> yeah. for fucking 100 years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, bringing in people like Walton Goggins to play, like, just your average bad right. guy. Yeah, that's great, but you don't need Thor to take down fucking, you know, Al yeah. Capone. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I know. Yeah, they need they need to... Again, you you could keep these guys going a little bit better. That's that's all I'm saying. I I think that you know you, you hit that gold with these bad guys, and it's you can you can utilize them again in in any movie. They could just even as a couple minute cameo in two scenes or something, just setting something up. I mean, there's a million things you could do if you don't kill off every guy every time. I don't know. That's my that's my two cents. Well, so and there's I'm also down. the like, and I keep hearing mixed things. So. Who fucking really knows? But you keep hearing um, that Downey Jr. is done after Infinity War. You right. know what I mean? He's not playing Iron Man no more. 
So you hear that like their their storyline is really just going to run out Infinity War, and then it's just going to be done, and then they're probably going to start a whole new like set of stories. So where does that leave some of the people? You, like where does that leave the Wasp? You literally just brought her into the show. What is she going to be in Infinity War two, and then you're going to cut it off? Well, they're not going to stop. They're not stopping that. I just think they're not using Tony Stark as Iron Man anymore. I think is going to be the thing. Think so. That's what I would say. I don't think they're going to like reboot the franchise. I think they're just going to be done with Iron Man. In in the Tony Stark sense of the, the word, there's been other people that played Iron Man. They can still use Don Cheadle as, or they can use anybody, I guess, as yeah, right. War Machine. No um, offense to Don Cheadle. I like the guy, but the other guy. I mean, was, but, uh, but both Thor, Captain, Iron Man, uh, different people have played that role in the comics multiple times. Right. So they could easily bring in a new Thor. They can bring in Lady Thor. They can easily bring in a, a new um, a new captain. That know. would be awesome because... Well, what they should do is switch Falcon to captain because that's a real thing. Yeah. That would be dope. Um, and Iron Man... See, but he's old they and can he's like half paralyzed, isn't he? Who? No, that's not Cheeto. Yeah. It's the one that got his legs broke. Oh, Falcon. Right, yep. right, right. Never mind. Um, so, anyways, my, my point being is... There's also uh, an, an infinite amount of other people they can bring in anyways. Yeah. Hero-wise, that, that Marvel owns and not Sony, I guess. Right. So, yeah. You know, there's – I don't know. There's there's just lots of things that they can do. So I would – although Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man have been my favorite, <clears throat> I wouldn't be disappointed. I actually was disappointed they didn't kill him in Infinity War, to be honest. Because I thought that would have been a, a fantastic end. It's not over yet. No, no. I mean, with the, the, the whole scene in Infinity War where he went toe-to-toe with Thanos and, like, earned the respect of Thanos. Like, I was like, all right, that was that was tough enough, man. You did a good job. You had a good run. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like, that was badass. Yeah. Like, like, if he would have just died like a bitch, I'd have been like, I'd have been pissed. But to die, if that would have been his last scene, I'd have been like, all right, you guys did him all right. You know what I mean? Like. I would have been pretty happy. Like, I'm getting all emotional about it now. <laughs> Pour one out. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, anyways, um, the point being is that eventually they're going to have to. But I, I would love them to not reboot it. I would love them to just move on from the character to the next character. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That, that's just my personal opinion. I just I don't want to see another Stark. Tony Stark, that is. Um, so, that's that's what I would prefer. Um same with some of those other characters. Like, they're all like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess Sony's just been rebooting the shit out of X-Men and Wolverine and stuff. So I guess whatever at this point. But, I, I you know, why can't we just have X-23 play Wolverine like she does right now? It'd be fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right. so many characters, there's, there's more room to explore. And then, you know, hey, we want diversity in our movies. Well, bring Lady Thor. Bring the black chick that plays Iron Man. You know what I'm saying? Bringing all the new Green like, Lanterns. The new X-Wing, or X-Wing, the new Wolverine is X-23. Why? Like, bring it on, man. Like, I'd be 100% fine with that. You know what the problem with that is, though, is they're afraid of all the backlash from the people who don't read the comics and have no idea about Jane Foster and no idea yeah, but they about wouldn't X-23. Know no, they wouldn't know nothing anyway, so... You can't take Iron Man and just make it a fucking woman. Yeah, You know I what mean, I mean? Like, I don't know. I, I just think that it would be... They didn't know who Tony Stark was the, before that anyways. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, so, yeah. No, I know. I know. agree, but what do I know? Yeah. So I'm into it. Anyways, let's uh. Yeah, speaking of wrap it up. 
All right, so we all know that uh, there was quite a few things I was I can't get past, and I get annoyed with with this movie. Is there anything you didn't like? Uh, actually, not really. I mean, I agree that like the amount of bickering that could have been solved by a couple of conversations, but you know, when you're in the thick of you know kung fu, you you don't have time for chit chat. You know, it's right. not like like hey, you just punched me in the face. I think we should talk about this. You know, right? So, um, honestly. I was hoping for a bit more of the uh, a bit more of the Infinity War tie-in than we got, but honestly, I don't I think fine with that. I don't think anything that's gonna. I don't think there's anything that's gonna really damage my number. I mean, I like this movie a lot, and I'm gonna give it a high score. Probably. I think I think basically with the whole like reference to Infinity War, it, it kind of just. I think they did it right because I mean, ish. the guy's been. Under house arrest for three years. He don't know what's going on right, out yeah. there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah it's he not like has, they like, put everything on the news. He's not in contact with all these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, by, by like, you know, federal... Court order. Yeah, court right. order. He can't talk to these people. Uh, you know, I know he wants to talk to Cap. You know, because, you know, when you're friends with him, that's, you call him Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, he, they've all been trying to, like, you figure he's been under house arrest, going bored out of his mind trying to entertain his daughter within the confines of his house. And, you know, Hank and, and Hope are just running around trying not to get busted while they try to figure out a way to get to the quantum realm to save their mother slash wife. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for them to not be aware of Infinity War kind of made enough sense to me to where it didn't bother me at all. Well, I feel like uh, obviously Janet didn't know, but I feel like Pim and those guys probably know something's going on. But again, they don't care about anything else that's going on right now. Yeah, right. If I had a chance to save my wife after 30 years, I'd be like, you know, that'd probably be tip top on my brain, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so you want me to hit you with, you with it or are you going to hit it? Uh, go ahead. I'm honestly... Uh, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'll definitely uh, see it again. Probably buy it. Uh, 7.5. Jeez. Uh, yeah, I actually liked it a lot more than that, and I'm going to give it a 9. Wow, nice. Wow, it was really good. You just hate I just got hung up on a few things, and, you know, who knows? Maybe watch it a few more times, and I won't care so much, but. Yeah, I but I think, I think you're, you're, you're rating it on one point of the plot line. Which is no, it's not just that, but well, explain then. You, that's the we only thing you explained that you didn't. Well, like. there was the the whole like there's no explanation about how she survived in the quantum realm for whatever. She came out looking like she just left the store with makeup on and shit. Yeah, like, it's, it's, first of all, it's quantum mechanics, which you don't understand. This is, this is not true. Uh, that is true. It's extremely true. No, the point being, yeah, like of course. She survived on quantum energy. That's basically the illusion that they give you because she's now charged with quantum particles. Right. So she has a different set of powers. I actually really loved the whole Michelle Pfeiffer thing. So I liked it. I just that actually was looking like for more helped explanation, it from I guess. Yeah, well, we, you know, we don't have t- time for all this shit in an hour 50. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Like we're busy. You, you want... Busy. Yeah, conversations don't sell as many tickets as Ant Man turning eighty five feet and smashing boats and shit. You, hey, you know what I mean? Hey, hey, it's true. Shh. What? It's in the preview, dildo. Oh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have previews. Yeah, you should. So, anyways, that's that. Seven point five and a nine. 
Go see it. It's good. Yes, Ant-Man and the Wasp. And don't forget to head to reviewandroast.com after you see it to rate it for yourself. And, uh, yes, find all of our other reviews at reviewandroast.com, all of our podcasts at comicroast.com, and all of our uh, just rando information at facebook.com slash reviewandroast.com.